Are you a HubSpot user looking to stay up to date with HubSpot, inbound, and all the information that will make your job easier and help you and your company grow better? Each week, the Spot brings you the HubSpot education, ideas, and tools that you need to maximize your success, make work just a little bit easier, and of course, brighten your day along the way. Listen in as Julie, Doug, Max, and George share their authentic, entertaining, and valuable conversations with the people who really matter. That's right, you. Ladies and gentlemen, let's give it up for your HubSpot journey heroes. Welcome to this week's episode of The Spot. We're talking about Oprah. That's how you should start every podcast. So Oprah. Our <laughs> listeners would probably love to talk about Oprah. Oprah's amazing. Harpo? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. She's great. Oh, you know, it's amazing. It's a masterclass on how to like, just take like a, a win and make multiple wins, to be honest with you. Like if you just sit down and like map it out, it, it's pretty dang amazing. Ready, spot, go. And we're going to start with Julie because she wants to pick Max's brain about, we are talking by the way, inbound Oprah, all things inbound, things like that. So let's, Julie, go for it. Go for it. Well, we missed the opportunity there to ready spot Gopra, but Max, as our <laughs> oh! um, right, it's very impressive. I know. I know. I seldom do that. Um, you as our insider, that basically, uh, that's how long it takes for me to come up with a single pun. It's not my skill. So Max, as our inbound insider, uh-huh. are we getting cars from Oprah? Oh, yes. Um. I have it on good authority that oh. everybody gets a car. You get a car? You get a car. You get a car? You, you get, get a, a car. car. I want a car. Everybody, everybody gets a car. a car. Wow. Everybody also gets humpback whales, if anyone was a fan of oh. Dane Cook. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, if there are any that, Dane that was Cook a, That was a deep cut totally for anyone that. who used to be a Dane Cook fan back in the day. <laughs> Yeah. Everybody gets a car. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You, uh, you will be. So, so let's dive into this. We're talking about inbound obviously is why we're woman, talking about Oprah. I just need to say oh. one thing. The woman has done all that she has done and still, what does everyone start off with when talking about Oprah, but you get a car, yeah. you get a car, you get a car. Yeah. Wow. The meme you know, of our time. The real deal. Holy it was incredible. Way. Yeah. Here, Iconic here's the real moment. deal. Holy fit. When you do something, yeah. When you do something that sticks, it sticks. Like it just, mm -hmm. and, and here's what's funny. Here's what's funny. Like many businesses out there listening to this, she didn't plan that. She did not say to herself the day that she uh, said, I want to go down in history for everybody gets a car. Like it was just a skit. Gonna, like it was a thing. I'm going like to go was, on record you know? that she would prefer that, that not be the thing that comes out first when talking about her. Probably, probably without a doubt. Uh, I mean, because there's a lot there. The woman is a genius. There's a lot there. So, so here's the thing, uh, listeners. Uh, we're talking about inbound because inbound is a couple weeks away, and we kind of want to unpack some things uh, about it. And so, uh, here, here's what I'll say. And, and if you're listening to this, go to inbound.com. Uh, if you haven't signed up yet and you're listening in time uh, to actually sign up and see the speakers and the agenda and all that good stuff, um, make sure you do that because it's going to be quite an amazing virtual event. There's some really cool guests. We're going to talk about those guests here in a little bit, but I will start out this way because I like to stir the pot, stir the pot, stir, stir the pot, stir. The, I like to stir the pot a year before last year. So let's say two years ago, there was this thing that was happening where um, 
it was like, oh, this is an inbound event. This is an inbound event. And it was very separated from HubSpot. Now, I don't know why they were doing that. And it felt un, uh, easy to me at the time. But I was like, okay, great. It's not so much about HubSpot. HubSpot Academy was literally in another building. The year that we, I, I almost started to sing a song, but the year that inbound. Anyway, here's the thing. If you go to the website, front and center, hosted with love by HubSpot. It's interesting, right? Two years ago, it was an inbound event. HubSpot wasn't like this mainframe thing to the event. Now, two years later, hosted with love by HubSpot. So I am going on record saying, I love that. I love that because when I started back in 2012, it was a HubSpot event that I was going to. And then three years, it kind of transitioned. So yeah. I'm just going to throw that out there. Where, where, I think it's always been a HubSpot event. I don't, I don't think it's ever been mm. separate. And the reason that they took mm. HubSpot Academy into another place was to give more floor space to HubSpot for the commercial stuff. They didn't, they, they, mm. they needed more space. Yeah, it was, I mean, I don't, I don't think, I mean, the reason for the reason for the separation was that that was always the community, you know, Dreamforce has always been bigger than Salesforce. Um, and, and it was, and it was well done to, to expand that awareness and to be relevant beyond HubSpot. And I think, you know, I think it still is, but there's always been the grow with HubSpot track. I don't, I don't think there's ever been, I, I think you're ever playing that there was this big separation between the two. Hey, that's, that's why I love the show. Cause we kind of all have our different opinions and Doug, you can always disagree with me. I will still love you. If you always disagree with me, and I but will for me personally, well. which is, which, which is why I started this way for me personally, it felt like there was this separation. Remember going into inbound and it was all white. There was zero orange. Zero orange when you went into the main section. I'm telling you, go back and look at the pictures. Two years ago, when you walked into the main area, everything was white. There was zero orange. Academy was in another building. It just felt like there was the separation happening. This is the last thing I'm going to say about it is that I just love that this year it's hosted with love by HubSpot. That's all I'm saying. I'm not trying to make a big deal about it. I just love that we're going in this direction. What you guys want to say about HubSpot and inbound, I'm totally open to carrying on the conversation about this, but I just wanted to say, I love HubSpot. I love that it's hosted by HubSpot and I love inbound and I can't wait. I love that it's hosted with love because we could all use some love right now. Um, I mean, I'm super excited about this one because, uh, you know, I think this is, well, cause this will be like my fifth. I think, yeah, this is my film only my, cause I've only been around HubSpot for five years. This will be like my fifth inbound. And I think this is this is probably the one where I recognize the most people speaking. And I don't oh. think if I I don't think if I like, you know, hadn't gotten like tangled up with all of you and like started to come out of my shell a little bit and started to talk to the the wider community out there that I would like know any of these people or care to go to any of these, you know, speaking engagements. But like I'm on the list of speakers right now. And I'm scrolling down and I'm like, oh, I know that person. I know that person. I know that person. There's people I'm staring at right now that are on this web page, right? So, like, I'm actually super pumped to attend a lot of these different events now. Now, it'll be different for me because I'm in sales now. So, I imagine I'm going to be a little bit busier uh, during the event than I was when I was on the learning and development team last time this happened. Um, they, but, yeah, I'm super pumped. I mean, I know when Inbound was live, it was the greatest four days of sales um mm -hmm. and you know they had the whole section i you know but on yeah. with it being virtual again is is there 
I mean, and being on the sales team, is there something that they're doing that that's like, are there, is there stuff going on on the sales side that's special and different? I am sure there is. I am just not hip to it yet because I am still figuring out how to listen to the sales organization and wrap my head around that stuff. Cause I am like just ramping into this role right now. Yeah. Um, hopefully on the next episode, I might have some other uh, info for it on you, but well, I'm I mean, sure I mean, there like, is. Yeah. I mean, I know, I, I mean, you know, the advantage of a live event like that is you have people there. And so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you know, I mean, it, it's still, for me, it's kind of like, I, I, I've yet to see a virtual event pull off anything that felt to me like it was more than just a series of videos online. Yeah. I can tell you, I can tell you. Except for inbound in 2020 when outbound be inbound in a hot. (laughs) Oh, here we go. Here we go. I knew. I can bring up the photo again again of of inbound taking, um, I'm sorry, outbound taking inbound down. I can, I can do that. No, you had it right the first time you, you, you were starting to say it. Yeah, I'll share this, Doug. Um, I asked the team who's running inbound, um, doing all like the speaker arrangements, they're fantastic, um, for some recommendations on virtual sessions from last year that they thought were particularly successful. And they said, oh, well, you, you probably know this one, but there was that inbound debate, inbound versus outbound. That one was really great. You should, you should take a listen to that. And I was like, yeah, I know those guys. So you've left yeah. a legacy. Yeah, those are my friends. <laughs> Which is fun. I yeah. love that so much. Yeah. I didn't have it back. I like their little faces. Yeah. I mean, here's here's what's fun with that is like it is it is cool to like be used as an example, but what's even funner the fact of what just happened on the show right now is that Julie said. I'm talking to the people that are getting us ready for the software because, by the way, it is different. Doug, this year than last year with the tech that we're going to use and the way that they're going to implement it into the platform. So it's, it's, they really are trying to push uh, to a different level of just a bunch of like videos that you're going to watch online. But the fact that Julie Durante is literally going to be speaking at Inbound and be talking about 90 days to revolutionizing RevOps at your organization is mad dope. And, and here's, I, I honestly like fell in love just a little bit more when I started to read her bio and it starts out, Julie studied, studied a bunch of old dead things in college. I was like, now that's a bio. <laughs> that that's is what a it bio does. right there, people. It is I what don't it even says. remember what I wrote. So, I locked out for a minute. I'm, so I'm so excited. I'm, I'm excited that that's <laughs> even happening uh, for her and the team this year. It's amazing. We get an exclusive preview. What are you, you going to talk about? There are 12 pictures of my dog. Oh, okay. Sick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean... Yeah. Do you need to know anything? Else? No, no, no. Yeah. I'm literally, I've literally already revolutionized RevOps at HubSpot just knowing that it's pictures of your dog. Just 12, now, 12 in this one side. No. Yep. Um, so there are 12 pictures And I don't even know dog. what RevOps is, to be honest with you. Right. I act like but I do. Like, I have no clue. Well, there's, I made a photo grid of photos of my dog. They told me to personalize it. So that's naturally where I went. It's a pretty uh, tactical session. So it's about the process of revolutionizing process. I'm going to say there's some marketing around the title. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a good, when that came through, that was like a, a good marketer moment for me. Um, but it's really about giving you a roadmap for figuring out your stuff to, yeah. to not curse. So if, I'm really excited about it. I'm excited to share kind of some of the yeah. 
the way of thinking. Who who would you here. say who would you say if someone's listening to this podcast right now and uh who would you say is like gonna be a great fit for that talk? Ooh, if you ever... should attend my talk if yeah, yeah. You should attend my talk if you've ever sat in a meeting and said to yourself, Oh my gosh, this is so broken. This can't possibly be oh. the right way to do this. <laughs> but I don't oh, know how yeah. to fix it. You're my like people. When we, like when we tried to set up Skype to do one of the podcast episodes. <laughs> oh yeah. Remember that <laughs> day? Yes, that that yeah. Um yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've been waiting for that. Yeah. Um this this ish is broken. I'm not sure how to fix it. I don't even know where to start, but mm-hmm. there is dysfunction here. That's actually okay. Sneak peek for you. One of one of the steps we'll talk about is called find your dysfunction. Yeah. Let's, Love let's it. talk about yeah, it. Yeah. And if you want to also- learn more, if you want to learn, if you want to learn more, you got October 13th at 8 15 a.m. 9 uh, a.m. EDT time. You go there and you watch Julie uh, work her magic uh, with the RevOps in your organization. It's going to be amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Have coffee with me and a breakfast sandwich. Yeah. I sure. think I'm going to take them yeah. pre workout beforehand. Do breakfast you think that those of you who have done more speaking than, than I have, do you think pre workout is a good choice or a bad choice? Because I'm thinking it's the best uh, choice. Are you energetic after pre-workout? It's like 200 milligrams of caffeine. So yes. G- good choice. Bring the energy. Bring the energy. But it hits all at once. Bring the fire, It makes you tingly. I thought, I thought you were saying you were going to do it before your workout. No, 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 oh. no. We're, we're talking about pre-workout. supplements. Before we're talking the- about. I was, just- I, was able to, I was able to figure that out. Remember, <laughs> caffeine I'm, I'm the old guy here. I'm the old guy here. That's right. That's maybe right. one scoop, which I'm actually happy knowing that, but yep. all right. So let's do this. Let's, let's go uh, kind of in a round Robin here and let's talk about like a, uh, what's your kind of favorite maybe presenter or topic that you're looking forward to like learning from or learning about, uh, when it comes to inbound, let's, let's stay away at first from like the major keynote names. We'll come back to those. We'll just kind of dig in and be like, Oh, this this topic is of interest to me. Where where do you guys' brains go? And whoever wants to go first can can wait for David Chang. Um, you know, I love all the shows that he does on food. <laughs> I'm I'm a fan of food, right? So I'm a big David Chang fan. Um, you know, he's doing a pretty cool session, it looks like, called The Secret Ingredient to Turning Your Passion into a Business. And I I I'm I'm pretty interested in this because like you know, I know down the line, I, I'd probably like to be a business owner at some point and to, to work on building something I'm passionate about. But I think at the same time, I'm also in this stage where I'm trying to figure out what I'm super passionate about, right? Like, I know I'm passionate about talking about the stuff that we all talk about, but does that mean I want to open up an agency? I don't know. Or does it mean I want to be a consultant? I don't know. I think this will help me a little bit with my soul searching. Uh, So I'm super excited for that one. And that is going to be October 14th at 1030. If anyone's interested in seeing David Chang uh, with moderator Lauren Moran. I like food too, by the way. I'll just, oh yes, and your food. I like food. Food is good. Food's good. So there's a session. um, It's a case study. Uh, about Crunch Fitness and how they use HubSpot tools for like a gajillion location franchise. 
Um, and I am fascinated by the concept of that. I actually, once upon a time in a former life, did work with a fitness franchise um, using HubSpot, and it was several years ago. So it was probably a different ballgame than today. Um, but I'm really interested to see how they are getting it done with such a dispersed organization, how uh, things have changed since I last tried to do that and what the implications are for other um, franchise type businesses or organizations that function as multiple businesses within the business, right? And that type of approach. So I'm really looking forward to that one. It's uh, Which on, speaker was it? It's Wednesday at 7 a.m. Um, and it is, um, oh, I'm, I don't know how to pronounce this poor woman's name. I'm so sorry. Um, Amita Bala, she's the region, regional sales director of Crunch Fitness. And then Haley Irwin, who's their digital marketing director as well. Nice. So it's going to be bright and early. I'm probably not gonna be able to listen to it live, but, um, definitely catch that recording. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to try to like sleep the Saturday and Sunday before so that I don't have to sleep the like entire week after like deep, those two a days. Deep, Cause a deep, a deep discharge, a deep hibernate. Yeah. It, it's yeah. It's like, I'm just going to turn into grizzly bear mode, hibernate for like two and a half days and then come out for like the week of end down. I'm just saying, Doug, what about you, my friend? What, what, what are you like looking forward to? I, I honestly have, I have no, I have no idea what I haven't had a chance to look at anything. So once you took out, I mean, I always look forward to what, what Brian and, and, and Darmas share. And I oh, know yeah. a piece of that, but you know, you said, let's take out the big keynoters. So I felt like I was we'll get there. We'll get that. there. And that's it's all good. We'll get there. You can talk about that here in a second. I'll tell you for me, one of the things as trying to catch up with Doug and be one of the old guys in the room and knowing that this coming Sunday, September 26th, I'll be turning 50. I'm trying to like understand who I am and then Mac manufacture things around who I am and who I want to become. And I realized in the first 50 years of my life, I've always wanted to do everything, all the things I want to do all the things I want a podcast. I want to do video. I want to like be a marketer and a sales guy, like, all the things. And uh, sometimes that can be paralyzing. Like it can, like, I don't, I don't know where to start. I don't know what to do. And then you end up not like doing any of it and your brain freezes up. So this title grabbed me and I was like, okay, interesting. And then I started to read like the actual description of it. And I was like, <laughs> sign this guy up. Like I'm down for this. And, and the title is Creativity thrives in constraint. Ooh. It's not about everything, right? How successful brands create video content. Boom. Like, I love me some video content. I need to learn some constraint. I'm just throwing that out there. So I start to read the, the description. It's, Why is it that when you're asked to tell a joke, your mind goes blank? But when asked to tell a knock-knock joke, your brain suddenly starts firing. I'm like, oh, I love, I love me a good knock-knock joke too. The answer is in power of constraint to unlock creativity. And so it goes on to talk about great marketers thrive at the intersection of brain science, user expectations, and the unique creative constraints across today's top video and social platforms. And I'm like, I, I, am, I will sit at the session and listen to Carly and Charlene wax poetic for as long as they want to take <laughs> on this topic. Cause I'm, I'm down. 
Like, and so for me, that was the one that isn't a keynote uh, pr presentation. I'm like, by all that is holy, please make this amazingly awesome because I want this content to be amazingly awesome. That's when really you, cool. Right. Yeah, this one is like cool. Concept. When you said creativity thrives in constraint, I had violent flashbacks to when I was in college and wrote all my papers the night before they were due. So that's what, Max, that's so funny because I had a flashback to the most valuable college assignment I ever had. Have I told this mm. story before? No. Nope. This podcast? The most what oh college assignment? The Like the most valuable oh, okay. college assignment I had. I'm um, hearing about I, it think about it every day. It's totally a sidebar, but I don't care. Um, so I was an art history minor in college. I took a lot of art history classes, but I didn't feel like taking any more Renaissance art classes. So I decided to change my major to a minor uh, because if I had to look at one more Italian sculpture, I, I don't know what I would have done. However, I took an ancient pottery class with one of the best professors I've ever had. Um, it was Greek and Roman pottery. And she gave us a one page writing assignment, one page maximum. Mm. Anything over one page, she would not review or grade. Mm. So standard like Times New Roman, 12 point font, like all of those standard things apply here. One page maximum. And the assignment was to do a visual description of a Greek or Roman vase. I don't know oh, if you've wow. ever seen Greek pottery that's decorated, but there are usually multiple scenes of stories on it. There are many patterns, the shape of it's significant. There's, there are all these things to talk about. One page maximum. So I did my first draft and it was three pages long, right? Yeah. So she needed to edit. Um, and it was this great uh... editing exercise because, you know, the first time you go through it, you edit out this stuff. You're like, okay, this is just fluff. It's not important. Then I was still at like, a page and a half. So I still had mm. half of a page mm. of content. A third of what I had left had to be cut. So then you have to start prioritizing what you thought was important so that you have the most important. Mm -hmm. But then stylistically, you have to decide, maybe I am adding a little bit of fluff here. Maybe this is a bit more prose than just saying it's red, but I need to choose what I'm going to keep that feels extra to make this fun to read and engaging. And how do I balance information with good writing and style and content? And it was the hardest assignment I've ever had. I think back to it every day. I use it every day. It's a tremendous example of editing and a great example of creativity and constraint, right? It was better at one page than it was at three. Is there a lesson we can pull out of that for anyone listening to this podcast that's maybe in marketing or sales or, or whatever that we can impart I mean, upon them? I'll tell you, I'll, I'll tell you, Julie can give her thought of a lesson, but she taught me a lesson right then because she the words when she said I had to uh, prioritize what is important. And there are so many times as a marketer Again, going back to I want to do all the things that taking the time to prioritize what is important to then come out with the actual true story that you want to tell about your brand. Like if you don't take that step and anyway, that's that's I pulled out of it. But Julie, like I like Max's question. So I'll just shut up and let you dive in. Yeah, here's here's a way I might think about this as a marketer, right? If I'm creating a video for YouTube. I basically can make it as long as I want. Mm -hmm. I can say whatever I want. The script can be all of these things. If I'm taking that video and putting it on my homepage, 
Mm. That's a level of constraint. I'm probably not going to put a 20 minute video on my homepage of my website. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe it's really engaging, really great. And it makes sense. There are most likely we're trying to think about the person consuming the content in a different way. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, what happens when I take that video and I want to post it on Facebook? What happens when I want to take that video and make it a reel or a TikTok? Mm-hmm. Right. Reels, TikToks, Instagram videos, these have very real constraints, right? They're not artificial. We actually have time constraints on TikTok. 30 seconds, a minute, three minutes, whatever your maximum is, they're a maximum. So what would you change if you only had a minute? What would you yeah. keep and what would you give away? And thinking through the exercise that way is pretty helpful. Um, mm-hmm. We're in this space of like, you can write infinite things. And I have seen and myself done many times, I've, I've just written too much because there's nothing telling me this is capped. But think about when you write Google ads or social media ads, right? You have 77 characters before something gets truncated on LinkedIn. You can write this description up to 300 characters, but it'll get shortened at 155. Mm-hmm. How does that change the way you put things together? You know, give yourself constraints. I want someone to be able to open this email on their phone and see the link before they scroll. How does that change the content you write? Yeah. It's almost like a good framework to use for content repurposing too, right? And like kind of like an underlying guideline to kind of live by is like, think about the constraints when someone is experiencing this content in a different context, browsing YouTube because you're looking for something and you're prepared to watch a longer video versus hitting a homepage and you're not ready to watch a video. So if it is, maybe it's got to be shorter and quicker to the point and what's important to put in there and what's important to leave out. Right. I think that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of that, the video on the homepage of inbound, I just want you to know, I watched it and it got me because I watched it like three times before I realized it was a loop. I'm just going to oh, yeah, throw place. that out there. I, I'm just going to, I'm just going to throw that out there. Like I, I, I was like, wait, did I, I think I saw this a minute ago and I'm like <laughs> third time. I'm like, Oh crap. This is a short That's video. Great, anyway, like, anyway. Cons- constraint George is how would your content be different if it had to loop? That's like a very TikTok-y way to think about things. Mm-hmm. Right. I love a good right, loop. Exactly. Ooh, ooh, Max, if you can, you can serve up some loops. I will give you so many views because I, whew. I'm going to, I'm going to try. My, 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 my content creation process is a little bit from the hip and I'm trying to tighten it up a little bit. So I feel yeah. like maybe if you could yeah. give me something with loops and like work flows, you. maybe feels like a place, Ooh. like starting with right. ad action, ending with adding an action. Just, I like I'll that. take credit I mean, for that no one. Are you in the intended. creator fund? Can I get like a dollar from that? Uh, yeah, I gotta get right. a dollar first. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, 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 no pun intended, but it could be like workflows, infinite loop. And then you yeah. just do like a loop, like, but you know, anyway. Uh, okay. So let's dive into like keynote people. Uh, who are you most excited about uh, when it comes to like the main keynote folks and why uh, are you excited about them? Well, I gave mine away. Um, I'm always interested to hear what take they have. I think, uh, you know, I, you know, mixing thoughtfulness about the future with practicality I think has always been at the core of, you know, Brian and Darmesh's keynote. It was a little bit different last year. It was, it was very interesting. And I'm curious, you know, with the change with Yamini now um, as CEO, I'm um, real interested to see what their take is. It looks like they're uh, 
back to giving themselves a little bit of a longer time frame. So I, so I think it might be a little bit more of that traditional viewpoint that, that, that they gave previously. So I'm always looking forward to that. And I always pull stuff that I talk about and refer to for years after one of their keynotes. It's, it's interesting, Doug, because if you actually dive into their page for the, the HubSpot Spotlight, A, it's the shortest description I've ever seen in my life. So there's not even, there's, I wouldn't even call it a tease, right? But then there's this very interesting thing that as a marketer, I was like, interesting, because it says software makes the world in 22x. So like 2021, 2022, 20, is that what we're trying to say here? But like the date with an X at the end of it was very intriguing to me. The fact that it was a very short description is intriguing to me, but I am with you on board with this of like, I'm excited to see what they do from a talk perspective with this whole thing and, and the change of Yamini and Brian and all that. From a, from a marketing perspective, I gone back to our lesson about constraint. I would say when you're, when you're, talking about their keynote, does it need a description, right? And, and I think, and, I, and, I think yeah. and I'll tell you what, I think one of the biggest mistakes marketing does is they speak over their lead, right? When something's clear, let it be mm. clear, right? If you don't need to say something, don't say anything. So that's kind of, I mm. think that's a lesson. Um, I'm kind of looking forward to this inclus in inclusivity is not exclusive um, session that's happening with uh, it, Judith Human, I think. Um, it, it, just because, you know, I did a lot of work when I was on the L and D team around just my own knowledge and experience and comfort, like working within the, the space of diversity, inclusion and belonging, because, you know, I, I grew up a very not diverse inclusion and belonging life, right? Like I didn't have to deal with a lot of, you know, the stuff that other folks have to deal with and, and. Uh, you know, my lived experiences, I feel like was a lot easier than a lot of folks. And, you know, it's always been something for me that I've like struggled speaking about, right? Um, just because I never felt like I was either qualified to speak on it, or that I would jumble the way that I would speak on it. So a lot of the time, like, out of fear, it caused me to avoid it a lot. Mm. And, and it was something that I would like, constantly struggle with, especially when I was working on the, the L&D team, because we had to talk about it a lot. And I, I did a lot to like educate myself, but like now that I'm kind of out of the space where it's like a, f a full for like focus of, of my current role, because I'm, I'm not talking to people about it all the time. Um, you know, I'm working more on the sales side of things. Um, you know, I, I'm trying to find other ways where I can kind of, you know, keep the sword sharp around that and, and, you know, hear a lot of other people's perspectives and just be a lot more comfortable speaking to it and, and things like that too. So um, I'm looking forward to that as well. Yeah, I love oh. on her page the quote. Uh, the quote, change never happens at the pace we think it should. It happens over years of people joining mm -hmm. together, strategizing, sharing, and pulling all the levers they possibly can. Yeah. I, that's that's dope. That's There's dope a, right there. Yeah. Yep. Is there a big product session? I was looking at the, you know how like they have the product spotlight usually? Does anyone see that on the agenda? Because I was looking for it and I couldn't no. find it. Maybe it's part of like the regular Let's keynote. See. Let's see. Can we control I search. Yeah, I searched product. for a product. Yeah, but it's not oh, like great. the product spotlight. Ooh. Yeah, no. That's interesting. Maybe, maybe not. That's interesting. 
but you can you can it's different when you search the other days and maybe i just have it filtered weird so, so I, we'll I, bet you they, I bet you the product announcements are going to be part of the keynote because they used uh, to make you know they used to weave that in to their keynote and then mm-hmm. um when when christopher was moved up to chief product officer they separated that out mm-hmm. um yeah yeah, I always love be, those two. I always love those two, obviously, because like, you know, I love the product and, and I'm all about a good hype train on a product. Um, but, you know, I also like <laughs> to make sure like I'm matching what I'm matching the story that like we're telling about the product and comparing that to what I know about it and and being able to kind of form my own voice around it, too. Um, looking forward to however that manifests itself. Yeah, that'll be fun. Julie, uh, as we sort of kind of close out here, uh, favorite keynote person and uh, why are you looking forward to them? Um, so, so here's what I'll say about that. Uh, I love when sort of public figures outside of the inbound community speak at inbound and I'm always excited for all of them. And uh, the reason for that is we live in this kind of little bubble of marketing world, inbound world, HubSpot world that not everyone even knows exists. And then maybe this is something more when we were in person, you would really hear a lot of, but you definitely hear these speakers say like, wow, I've never heard of this before. I wasn't expecting this. You guys are all crazy. This is great. I'm so happy to have learned this. Um, And getting their perspective on our world is always really interesting. And then um, just hearing folks who don't live marketing or like HubSpot every day, spin their speaking for this audience. I just always love to, to see the connections there. So I'm stoked for that. So I'm stoked for Oprah. I'm stoked for Spike Lee. I'm stoked for Hassan Minaj. Like, let's do it. Let's go. I'm ready. Is it October? Will I have a cozy sweater? Questions abound. Do I Uber eat Starbucks mm-hmm. on during the meetings for inbound? Probably. Mm-hmm. Likely yeah. to happen. Uber, please send me a 50% That's off funny. coupon October 12th through 14th. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, please. Internet, hear what we're saying here. So um, I got to be honest with you. I am having a little bit of a fanboy moment uh, this year because in 1989 is the year that I actually dropped out of high school and joined the United States Navy. And 1989 is also the year that the movie do the right thing dropped into theaters. And I went and watched that movie. And as a young boy growing up in Montana, it was the first crazy experience of how different people live in the world. And it impacted me in a way that has been just my entire life. The way that I think about, how people live, where people live, things that people have to deal with. And the fact that Spike Lee created that movie and, and the fact that he's created many movies and, and, and creative filmmaker. And of course there's a, there's a theme. I love video. I love the, you like theater. I love, like, I love telling great stories, right? I'm, I'm just, I'm down for like Spike Lee. I'm, I'm super interested. And when I went to his page, I again, because I like to I like to go to these pages. I like to read things. I like to see what they're talking about. And if I and I like to correlate it to like my life and where I'm at and what I'm doing. And if anybody has paid attention since 20, uh, you know, 12, 
it's all been about research and learning about HubSpot and learning about inbound and learning about customer experience and all these things like it, it inbound has been a, a great vehicle for that. HubSpot Academy has been a great vehicle for that. The internet itself has been a great vehicle for that. But his, his quote is you have to do the research. If you don't know about something, then you ask the right people who do. And I just, I love that. I can't wait for his session. I, again, it's just kind of this full circle from 1989, where I was to where I am now and being able to kind of capsulate a little bit of a Spike Lee story in my own mental space. So I'm excited. Any closing words or thoughts before we send the listeners back to their regularly scheduled day? You get a car. <laughs> Oprah's amazing. Doug, Don't sleep on Oprah. Oh, there you go. Doug, anything you want to close with? You're still on Cancun time, my man. I can tell. I can tell. You're on island time. Yeah, but plus I I mean you guys have been looking at everything. I still haven't I haven't I don't even know what's there yet. So um there's always something insightful. Don't miss it. Yeah. There you Doug, go. Doug, can you, you can you give us the one the one best part of your Cancun trip? I had a lot of tequila sunrises. Hell there yeah. There you go. Well, it, We'll end with that. Make sure, go mix yourself up a tequila sunrise. Check out the inbound.com website. Make sure you're registered. Make sure you get your agenda rolling and we'll hear you, see you, listen to you, listen to us, whatever in the next episode.